Welcome to The Wildlife, a program that probes the mysteries of the animal world through interviews with scientists and other wildlife investigators. I'm Laurel Nini, your host for The Wildlife, and author of Animal Investigators, How the World's First Wildlife Forensic Lab is Solving Crimes and Saving Endangered Species, and also author of Orangutan Houdini, a children's picture book that tells the true story of one very special ape. Today on The Wildlife, I'll talk with Carol Foster, a documentary filmmaker in Belize who specializes in wildlife films. While researching bats for one of her films, Carol learned that humans were also doing what bats could do, namely using echolocation to see. That set her off on a project to help the blind in Belize learn this amazing skill. She's even launched a crowdfunding campaign on Indiegogo to fund the effort. In this interview, we talk about what we can learn from bats and how the blind can use flash sonar to see the world. Carol, how did you first find out about human echolocation? Okay, when I was researching echolocation in bats for a possible um, film, I came across human echolocation and I found Daniel Keish who in the year 2000 started the nonprofit organization called the World Access for the Blind. He lost his eyes at the age of 13 months as a result of cancer and unknowingly found a way to see through sound. So his parents always treated him like a normal child. And in the beginning, he found out by through touch and using a cane that he can kind of get around a little bit and he'd be a little bit independent. So by the age of 15 months, um, he started to click. Unknowingly, why he was clicking, he was making sounds, and as he's making sounds, the sounds were bouncing off of objects, coming back, you know, as an echo, and he was able to form images in his brain, so he was able to, like, feel things and know things and not bump into things as much. So by the age of seven, he was actually riding a bicycle. And um, he was going on the streets, he was going to parks, he was going to mountains. <laughs> and then he went to regular school. He went to university, started traveling. He has master's in psychology and, and, and special education. And um, then he was the first person to legally cert- certified to teach um, blind people how to orient themselves through echolocation. And so then he developed uh, this flash sonar echolocation, and he started to go all around the world teaching people how to click to find their way around. And, and when, he, when I found out that, then I started researching more, and I found out that there was other people that could do this, people that could do it on their own. There was a, a guy named Ben Underwood who, is, um, who his mom used to say he had cancer, three years old, lost his eyes, his mom used to say, you can see, you can see, touch my face, touch this, touch that. That kid started to click very early. He started to do that on his own. The brain switched quick for him because this is what he needed. This is what he really wanted. And his attitude was, I could see, I could see. So the brain switched um, at that point, and he started to, he went on a, um, a skateboard, he played basketball, he, you know, he went to regular school. The kid was amazing. Un- unfortunately, he just, he had the cancer in the eyes and he came back and he died just recently. And that was very sad. But he did it. There's people, there's kids in England that, that could do it. So once I start looking into it, there are more and more people that could do it. So that's when I decided, wow, couldn't I get 
somebody from the World Access to the Blind, to come down here to teach some of the blind children here, who at this point in time, they need it. And, and because some of them are older and they want to go to university and they want to go on, on their own. So through necessity and attitude, they will learn this and it'll and the brain will switch. So that's that's why that's how I started this campaign. So you so they're essentially using what bats and dolphins use yes. to orient themselves in their world. Right. So bats use the same kind of echolocation. Um, actually, we we are the closest mammal to bats, you know, so... Really? <laughs> yes, and that's really interesting because people think, oh, my God, no, we're not, but we are. And and um, these bats can echolocate, and there's so much... Uh, there's so much research going on about echolocation in the brain and the bats, um, and they don't know everything yet. And, of course, we don't know everything yet about then humans doing it, but the fact that we can do it and the bats can get around, that's fine. Dolphins could do it. Um, there are other animals that actually can do it that they're finding out, uh, uh, but the, the well-known ones are bats and, and um, dolphins. So... Um, we're doing the same thing. That's what flash sonar techniques is, techniques are, and that's what we're. That's what um, humans are doing. The same as bats. So, do bats have a certain part of their brain that enables them to basically hear with these ears and send out the sound waves and perceive them? And can and how do we, as humans? learn that? Do we have the physical aspects, attributes necessary? Actually, um, I'm not sure about that, but I do know that um, bats, um, like, because bats can echolocate to find their prey at night, they have adapted to that um, uh, up through evolution. And they're, of course, their brains are smaller and, you know, there's different areas of the brain, but they're visually auto, uh, visually and the audio cortex light up together. So at night, they could the audio uh, connects to the visual cortex, and then they could see images um, um, in the dark. Now, that's the same thing that's happening with humans. Um, I'm not sure about the 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 detailed aspects of it because there there are more more to it, uh, like scientifically of what you know, things are happening in the brain, um, and that's really complex. <laughs> but the science is known. The science is known because what they did with Daniel, uh, both scientists and uh, scientists that study bats and scientists that um, are neuroscientists, they actually recorded his um, echo. So he went around and he clicked, and um, he when he's clicking, things are bouncing off uh, the object. The echoes are going back into a recording. They have a specific recording to, to actually record them. Then they put them on him and they stuck them in a 3D MRI. When they did this and they replayed the echoes back, his brain, his audio and visual brain connected and it lit up. So now he's working his visual and audio together for him to see in the dark. Um, and that's what happens with bats. So both of them are connected, so they can see through 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 the um, you know through sound, but they can see in the dark. And so that proved that he was actually doing this. Now you're running uh, an Indiegogo campaign 
to basically raise money so that uh, you can, uh, this can be taught in Belize. Can you tell me about it? Yes. So when I found out about this, I forgot about studying, uh, looking through a bad echolocation. And I thought, how interesting and how cool this would be if somebody from the World Access the Blind, Daniel or one of his instructors, could come to Belize to teach the teach some children that really want to know, or adults that really want to know this, um, so they can learn and master it, and then to teach others. So, so I thought, okay, how do I raise money for this? Because I usually um, don't, you know, do crowdfunding camp- campaigns. So I said, I'm going to go through Indiegogo and see if I could raise enough money because it's not only the money for them, it's for their families to be with them because their families have to learn when to pull away. They have to pull away from them so that they could go on, uh, learn this clicking with the instructor and start going on their own and learning how to echolocate. So um, so it's, so I, I needed money so I could take them to all different places, familiar and unfamiliar places, and when I take them to different places, it's going to cost because we're going to have about uh, 10 people or 12 people, and we have to feed them, and we have to, you know, get the place for them to stay, and, you know, the transportation, and, you know, things aren't cheap here in Belize. So I had to add all that in. So it, it comes to quite, quite a bit of money, but... Um, and we're not getting any money for it. And then what we are going to do, um, besides going with them, um, we're, we're going to actually um, do a film. And the reason we're going to do the film on them is because we're going to show the process of how to learn how to do this. So it's going to be used as a tool. And, you know, that's just part of what we're going to do. And um, so... So that'll help Alksha. And then we're also going to make sure that this is um, continued um, and they could uh, keep learning through calling um, uh, the person that, you know, come down and for us to, to watch over to see if they're actually keep doing it, you know, to, like, and then they're going to pair. We're hoping that they're going to pair and get together, the three of them or four, whoever comes, and um, have them, you know, be together and go places together. Um, and so that's what we're hoping to, so this can keep forwarding so they can keep doing it. So that's the plan. <laughs> so how long would this training take? Okay, the training uh, is simple. The training, it's not, e- it's not hard for them to learn. That's why, you know, you can go, um, we're, we're going eight days. And eight days is going to cost uh, us for uh, one of the instructors to come down $5,000. If I go more than eight days, then it's going to be more money. Uh, because it's easy to learn, and it's easy for them to learn, and they could, and what the instructor, once they learn, they'll learn in like, they'll learn in a, inside first, using a panel to click, and, and then they'll learn in a room, and they'll, they'll orient themselves, themselves without anybody holding them. And once they do that with the clicking, then we take them outside and, and they click. And so what they do is every time the, the instructor is going to be with them and the instructor is going to make sure that they're clicking and make sure that the, what, they're, what they're 
um, seeing or if they're seeing any images, and he's going to be with them the whole time. And he, they said that it doesn't take long to learn, but it will take long to master. Uh, and it all depends on each attitude of each person, and it comes out of necessity. Rowan, one of the one of the one subjects people we're going to have with us, wants he's sixteen. He wants to go to university. He wants to be on his own. He wants to be able to go, and he does, and he wants to go to university outside the United States. It's a necessity for the parents want this to happen, and and so they are going to have to pull away, and he's going to have to practice. So he's got time. He's got like almost a whole year to be able to do this, and so. That's out of necessity. And this little boy, Juan, wants to do it because he's, he's so anxious and he, and he wants to go out on his own. And, um, and so, and this other, man, this other man who works in a radio station who, who actually, actually goes to work on his own with a cane and comes back and in a radio station, he's got to know what, you know, what music he's going to play and what he's going to do. And he knows that. So he's almost one step ahead of being independent. So now if he starts learning how to click um, and he starts getting around, and he'll get around better. And so it's good for him. And then he can, he's older and he can also teach the, the children. So that's the intention and that's what we're, we're striving for. So, and, and it takes, you know, it takes time. It takes time and money, but an intense, intense thing. They, they, used to, they teach people in four days. You know, and um, so there was just something on NPR about a woman who learned very quickly. And, of course, she, you know, she goes through things like she still kind of falls and stuff when she goes camping. She went camping with him, and she did really well by clicking, and she was only with him, like, for two days. So it's not the fact. It's, it's the fact of when your brain can switch and what kind of attitude you have, just like anything else, I would say. Tell me a little bit about Rowan, who's one of the children that's going to do this. I was struck. You have a video on the mm-hmm. campaign that shows mm-hmm. not only the process and this um, this switch in the brain when people all of a sudden can see or they feel like uh, they can see through the click. So I, I was wondering a little bit more about... Um, about Rowan, because what was interesting was he he really is dedicated to wildlife and nature. It seemed from this video. Yes, he is. He's very much into um, um, doing something in that, and that's why he wants to go to university to be some kind of environmental or you know or deal with um, nature and get a degree. And um, that's a tough thing to do. <laughs> And and uh, he really wants to do that, and he's almost you know he he's almost there because um, he goes out into the forest with his dad. His dad um, loves the forest, and he and and um, he used, and so he goes out with him. Uh, um, okay, and he goes out with him, and so uh, and he goes to the zoo, and he touches the animals, and he gets to hold them, and. You know, and um, and he goes. What he does is, um, he really wants to help the uh, the blind in Belize. And there's an organization, the Belize Council for the Visually Impaired. So he, the way he does it with his family and friends, and he gets funding for them, is he goes ahead and he and he'll climb the highest mountain in Belize, and he'll dive the uh, the the blue hole, which is like 400 feet 
down with with people, of course, and then he walks across Belize. And he wants to keep continuing helping, but he wants to be able to do it on his own. And then he wants to go to university on his own. And all those things he does are nature, within nature, you know. And so he, so, um, so that's that's what he wants to do. But he wants to do it on his own. And uh, so he's now in the stage that it's a necessity for him, and that makes it even better for the brain to switch because you're already there. It's a necessity. You want to go out on your own. So now you're going to really practice this once you learn it. Is there something special about the clicking sound or is it any well, sound? Yes, it's a clicking, like it's like a click bass do this, but we can't hear that. So it's a, it's a noise you have to make. It's a noise you have to make because that noise is going to bounce off objects. It's going to tell you how far an object is it it's going to tell you it, see when you make a sound an object has a sound a sound signature you could say and that signature uh will echo back it's like when you go into a cave and you make a sound the echo comes back well all objects have this kind has this an echo that will come back they will come back in different frequencies you know like in a cave you're going to really hear it but it, like, you know, you can hear it in other objects, but your brain has to be, the audio-visual has to be connected where um, it, it comes through sound, not through light. So people that, that do not, uh, that are not blind, like, um, they can't do it because the brain knows you could see. <laughs> you know, once the brain knows you can't see, then that visual cortex, even though it's there, it's not really working properly. Uh, so you've got to make it work, and that's the only way you can through sound. Does that make sense? Yeah, and it's and yeah. it's a particular sound that... I think it's a click. Now, I don't know all those details yet, because they're going to be teaching them, but it's a, it could be, a, it's, it has to be some kind of something that that yes I think it does have to be a, a certain kind of click that they are going to teach you how to how to how to do it to to, to know what to do is yeah do you think that learning this might actually open up the world to different perceptions of uh, animals like if if Rowan this 16 year old boy if he goes into say research uh, different animals might he pick up different things because he can hear them or perceive them in a different way than we can yes. I think he will be able to yes because there there was a person um, there is a person where um, they actually filmed it was the weather channel and I don't know the man's name, he had said that he perceives different. He perceives things differently and sees through sound differently, and in sometimes in more detail than people do through their eyes. Now you have to be in that position to see that, you know, to understand that. Like I would love to get into the minds of the people that actually could to master this because what they're seeing in their images is. is they know it's a tree. They know the texture. What the texture and stuff they're seeing, it would be hard for us to to see. And for them to explain it, sometimes it's hard for them to explain. So 
and I know that 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 once we get the the uh, instructor down there, he will be able to explain it. Uh, but I haven't talked to anybody in detail. The, the, the fact that they know what it is and they know what the texture is, um, but actually what they're seeing is something that um, is probably different and maybe more than what we even see. Because we, we take it for advantage that we can see. You know, we don't care about the texture of so much of a, of a wall or something else. We know it has a different texture. We, know, we don't even pay attention to that. But when you're doing this, you're paying more attention to that. So you might, you might be seeing something more than what we're seeing. And I think, yeah, I think so. And will there be a requirement or is there an understanding that the people who participate um, in the Belize program will teach others or how will others learn? Or is it partly just by example? Well, this is a this is a thing. It's a it's ha it's a long term thing, and what'll happen is what we think maybe these people that do learn, we are hoping and they and they, they want to master it. Once they master it and learn it, um, and and the, they'll they'll already gone through the process. Um, what I'm hoping is that is that that then they could. Teach, they could teach the other ones basic things. And then what I'm hoping is that I'm hoping to get maybe Daniel here again or send them there again to make sure that, that they get, and it'll be maybe one or two people that they could um, get it down properly. But with that, Daniel, and they said that with that, Daniel said that they could teach them the basics. And once they learn the clicks and learn how to do it, you, you know, people partner. And they could partner with them and then go with them. And as they do that, they could start mastering it. And it all depends on the person if they really want to learn it. Because there are some people that learn it on their own, you know, that, that, that don't even know they're learning it. But they do it because out of necessity they start clicking. And if their parents and, and their parents were like, you know, you could do it, you can learn, then, then they do learn it. And it, it might take them a little longer, but... Um, but they will get it. So it's over time, and yes, they do. They do know this um, because we we say this is the story, and they know it. They so that's how um, that's how we're working it. It's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's over time. It's like learning something new, you know, and trying to master that. You know, it's like anything else. And and is there something? from bats that are is particularly helpful in this or just knowing that bats can do it and dolphins can do it is that sort of inspiring for well i think that daniel because daniel actually um worked with when he started doing this I mean, he knew that, you know, bats do this in an echolocation. He started working with very top scientists that I've dealt with before. Um, uh, Cynthia Moss, there's, there's, I can, I can name a list of them. And he started working with them to understand the process of bat echolocation, um, to understand what bats do, to understand that, wow, this is what they do. And so, so, so he took that, he took that as part of helping him to, to develop this flash sonar technique by learning more through these scientists and these neurobiologists. So, so yes, the bats did help him 
understand this better. And he went to the scientists to learn it more. And a lot of people in Brown University and a lot of people in um, Brown and University of Maryland um, who actually he, he, you know, learned through this, I think. I'm not sure of all the details of what exactly, what university, so I shouldn't say that, so get that. But he did learn through um, prominent bat scientists about bat echolocation, which helped them with the flash sonar techniques. And why is it called flash sonar? So what flash sonar t- methods, what he's saying is that it's like a flashlight going off and on in the dark. So when it goes on, it flashes and you see something. And when it goes off, it's dark. It's the same thing with sound. So when you click and the echo comes back, you see something and it's dark. So you have to keep clicking to see that object. The same thing with uh, with a flash of light in the dark. So how can someone find your campaign or find out more about what you're doing? Okay, so if you go through crowdfunding, it's through Indiegogo. So it's www.indiegogo.com. You go into Explore, and then you go into Education. Because when you go into Explore, Education and all these other categories will come up. Press Education. And then the bottom of that, it says location. You just put the country Belize. And once you put the country Belize, it'll come right up. And it's called Opening the Mind, the Blind Seeing Through Sound. And that's the title of it. And then once you press on that, then you'll go right into the, um, the contribution and it'll give you the, the video and all the information. And then um, if, you, if you want to contribute, which... Um, would be great because it is wonderful because it's not only going to help the blind people here, it will help the people everywhere in the world because we're using the World Access for the Blind and, and it helps them with giving them a donation. How long does the campaign run? The campaign I only have for 60 days, but people are also paying me through checks here and through other things because they only accept a credit card from the United States and Canada. So the other people, all have to, we have to do it another way to get the rest of the money from here and at other places. So um, I just tell them to contact me at the, the fosters at btl.net, which is my email. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much. Okay, Laura, thank you. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that conversation with documentary wildlife filmmaker Carol Foster about how the blind and bleeds hope to learn echolocation. I'm Laurel Nimi, and this has been The Wildlife, a program that probes the mysteries of the animal world through interviews with scientists and other wildlife investigators. Thanks for listening.